Okay, good evening, Rabbi Uh In last week's session, uh, dealing with the um, causes of Lashon Hara and uh, the common uh, life situation where I feel I was hurt by somebody and that could cause me to want to speak badly, we um, brought up the idea that's something that could help us very much is the basic Yamuna realization that everything is from Hashem and the other person has no power to hurt us in any way. It's just nothing. And actually, if we look in the Sefer Achinuch by the Mitzvah of not to take revenge, where he says that and this is a quite common in the world. Most people will try to somehow even in the score, they were hurt by somebody. And um, seemingly, even if they weren't helped when they were expecting to get some, uh, presumably a reasonable, uh, natural, uh, good help from somebody who they approach and they don't receive it. That is the nature of most people to want to uh, respond in kind somehow. Which, uh, if we think about it, I guess we'd have to attribute it to some kind of a feeling of a hurt, of somehow being disrespected, um, certainly for actually hurt by somebody, and wanting to sort of stick up for our honor, and thereby, uh, in the guise of teaching somebody a lesson or making things fair, even in the score. Um, respond in kind. I mean, if it's something that we would ordinarily would never want to do. And the Sefer Achimuch says that the root of this mitzvah is to know that anything that comes to a person is only from Hashem, that no human being can hurt us in any way. And anything that's unpleasant that's coming to me has to have some roots in my own behavior. Maybe I need it as a wake-up, maybe I need it as kapara, or Hashem has a plan of why I need to go through this experience. Of course, Hashem's plan can only be for our benefit. He has nothing to gain. And the other person is, is meaningless, is inconsequential. Now, of course, this is um, no small measure of a muna to accomplish. I wish to have that kind of clarity as to thereby not be affected by the appearance, by the very real appearance that the other person is hurting us. And the natural feelings certainly in many cases will be to respond to their actions as if they are the cause. And the Torah is through this showing us that we should strengthen our recognition to such a degree that we are aware they are, they are not the cause, they have no power, they cannot do anything to hurt us in any manner, shape, or form. They cannot even be the cause of us not receiving some good benefit from them. Anything in our life is purely ordained by Hashem. So, someone brought to my attention in conversation this week that um, this may not be so simple to employ in a, in a simplistic fashion. If we're going to take the mindset that the person is nothing, they're just a prop. They have nothing to, 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 to do with my, with my life. So then, how is any relationship going to be meaningful to me anymore? All the people are just props that Hashem is controlling. Then, then does that mean that like no relationships matter? Because all, everything is only from Hashem. And along the same lines, you could ask, um, how will there be a place 
to have the good feeling towards that person when they do something good for me. Somebody helps me. Somebody is kind and generous and giving to me. So then, why, why wouldn't I say the same thing? It's not from them. It's only Hashem was providing me all this good feeling that I have. And so, uh, how is there a place for any appreciation to that person? So, I'll let you think about that for a moment. Anybody want to take a shot at addressing that question? If if the if the bad that somebody does to me is not a cause for me to be upset at them, then how at the same time can the good that somebody does for me be a cause for me to be appreciative to them and positively responding towards them? And I don't know if you want to just say simply like, okay, we're supposed to make that distinction to appreciate the good and not be upset by the bad. It's, uh, it's, it's of course, not a simple kind of combination to make. <clears throat> are they somebody in my life or are they nobody in my life? If they're nobody, how is the good going to be meaningful to me? So I think if we had enough time, we'll come to the, the sort of point of clarity that it's true that the actual benefit that a person is providing, and Chavos always does spell out, is really not from the person. But the person's own choice of the goodness of their heart their desire to be helpful to me. That is of their own choosing. That is of their own making. They can choose to want to be the shliach, and uh, if they're so fortunate to actually be the good shliach to help me. And their good heart is something that they are truly in control of, that I can have respect for, have appreciation for, have a connection to, there is a connection, and they are living with it. They are bringing it into actuality. They are, they are truly employing that power of the goodness of heart towards me. So even though I can give Hashem credit for the actual end results, the, uh, the good food that we got, it's still a product of somebody wanting to be helpful to us. And that's the essential ingredient that we could recognize in the person. Of course, you know, it takes the form, but it's not a contradiction to the Amunah. We can have the Amunah, the full thanks to Hashem for everything good in our life, and also at the same time have the, 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 the respect, the recognition, and the appreciation for that person's goodness of heart towards us, even though we cannot measure it exactly, but we can sometimes be pretty confident that there's something good there and that is worthy of our recognition. That's Hakara of the time in that person. But there still could be some room for some question then, well, what about, it seems to be lacking, or what if the person has some not such good feeling towards us? Isn't that also their choice? So how won't that also sort of present the problem in the negative? Is there a way how to sort of resolve this where the, good, the goodness of their heart can be a cause for our appreciation, our good reciprocal feeling towards them and our good connection with them. But by contrast, when they don't have it as much as we would hoped, have hoped for, that it will not be a cause of the negative reaction on our part.
course, we know whatever is happening in the material effect but they also had a choice to be closer to us and more giving to us or less so and seemingly as far as we could judge they may have made uh, not such good choice and they may not be having the fullness of the good heart towards us that we would expect to receive from them so how can that sort of be addressed not to be a problem. That that shouldn't come to a negative reaction. Does anybody hear this question? Please let me know yes or no. You can do thumbs up, thumbs down if your screen is on. If your screen is not on, then it's going to need to be verbal. <laughs> okay, Zachariah Yosef Chaim. Do you hear a question? Yes. Oh, this is so encouraging. I have no words to describe it. Okay, does anybody here not hear a question? It's fine. Any and all reaction is better than is, is the only thing that's okay. No reaction is not okay. I'm not going to be upset at you and want to take revenge, but uh, I'll be a little disappointed if I get no reaction whatsoever. <laughs> if you're not sure, you can let me know also, like some kind of a, well, I'm not sure. <laughs> you want to hear it again? Just so, you know, play it again, Sam. <laughs> okay, so once again, we're, we're, we're suggesting, we're suggesting that I can have the good feeling towards the other person, even if I have full amuna, the good highest level, that everything actually in my life is coming from Hashem. That this person existed in my life is also from Hashem. Ultimately, everything is from Hashem. Fine. But that person has their own bechira, their own heart, their own capacity of somehow choosing, somehow directing themselves in a positive direction towards me. It's not just that I'm the beneficiary. They are manifesting this good quality. They are showing me. Of course, I'm most aware of it when it's, when it's directed towards me in action. But it reflects a goodness of heart, a, a choice of closeness that that person has made. That can be appreciated. That's not going to be diminished by the fact that Ultimately, Hashem is in charge. They don't become insignificant. They are. They are truly part of my life. They do exist in my life. And they are making good choices to connect to me. So that is warranted to be responded to in a similar positive way. So then the question is, so when they fail in that regard, as best as I could judge, how do I avoid that affecting me negatively? If we're, if we're concerned that when a person hurts me or doesn't help me as I'm counting on it, that it could lead to a negative response, wanting to somehow respond the same way. And the, and the Sefer Chinuch says, no, everything is Biyad Hashem. Don't hold it against that person. He's not the one who's Causing me the harm more, depriving me of the good. I'm supposed to get a shovel. I'll get a shovel. Hashem has no shortage of shovels to send my way. So I shouldn't be upset at the person. What about his, his not such good choice? What about his lack of goodness of heart towards me? I'm appreciating the good. And how do I avoid being by the not good that's the question um, so if it's still not clear you're welcome to um, help me out and tell me why not or let me know afterwards also because all good feedback is welcome anytime well uh, Rabbi yes go right ahead Simcha 
Yeah, well, I mean, can we rationalize, you know, when a person, I guess, is a negative, especially uh, um, that uh, that the person is, for whatever reason, is going through something that we can't understand, you know, or for, for whatever, you know, for whatever reason, you know, you know, we can rationalize something to the point that uh, we don't understand what the person, you know, what, you know, why they're doing it. Or if they are, if we do understand why they're doing it, you know, we, you know, perhaps they're just going through a tough time. Okay, that's very good. That's very good. Um, but I'm not sure if that's so easily usable together with the Sefer Achinuch, because the Sefer Achinuch didn't employ that element. Like the Sefer Achinuch just talked about the harm that's coming to me, says Sefer Achinuch, that's from Hashem not from the person. Now, if I need to use any way this being dining him the Kavazachus, and there could be a lot that I don't know, as we may be able to see in some of the other unfortunately on this topic, then um, that's like a different kind of an angle. So I'm looking for at first, like sort of staying within the, the um, boundaries of the Sefer Achinuch, that's essentially using the awareness that Hashem is controlling my life to avoid the strong negative feeling against the person, while at the same time allowing for his full freedom of choice, even if seemingly, you know, it wasn't justified. Say, Fahinach didn't answer, don't, don't be so hasty to judge the person. Maybe he, there was something that caused him to do it that you, know, you can't even understand. You know, be done with Kavsachos. There's definitely a place for that in Torah. But uh, in the same, there can be some cases where it's very night to It's very clearly, it's uh, very hard to be done with Kavsachos. So it would seem that um, although there is a place for that idea without a question, as hopefully we'll see soon. Um, I don't know if that's uh, you know, so easily to use within the Seif Achinuch's approach. Does that make sense? Uh, yes. Okay. Okay, so um, I think this session is going to be a little bit different than um, most previous ones, <laughs> at least um, from my from my end, so to speak, and that tonight we may be leaving you off with questions and not giving answers. I have to confess that lately I've been developing a very powerful um, taiva for uh, that kind of uh, interaction. <laughs> I hope you can forgive me if I do that. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it also, also can be a good cover for the fact that I don't have any simple answers. Okay, yes, Amisha, go ahead. So with this, uh, whatever answer we're going to give is going to answer for why Paro couldn't have an excuse that he was just a shliach. We say a person doesn't have to choose to be a shliach, even though it's Hashem's zone. Right, well, absolutely, right. That's a, that's a fundamental concept. Absolutely, Ramban does say that. But of course, um, even when something is decreed against the person, there was an explicit decree Hashem said that, well, I'm not sure how anybody else may have known about it, but still no one could choose to be that, supposed to be choosing to be that shliach with a negative. Um, and, uh, you know, in a very re you know, realistic way, we know that the person is not being forced by Hashem. They are making their own, own not such good choice. So we don't have to be holding it against them for hurting us in the effect of their choice, but the, the, the power of making that choice, of having a, a full good heart towards us or not, that is something that we assume is within their power. No, barring unforeseen conditions, circumstances that we may not be aware of and should leave open the possibility of. But I'm trying to like approach it even when it's quite clear that it's a failure on their part. Can there be a place for bearing that 
or a way to bear that. Um, that it should not um, lead to a bad reaction. Okay. So um, it would include not having a bad reaction even to a pyro type of person. Um, wow. Okay, now when you're dealing with right, somebody like a paro, that could be very different in terms of, there are some people where, according to the Torah, it is correct to have negative feeling towards them because of their extreme definition as a Russia. So I don't, I don't think the issue of the Torah would apply to somebody like a paro. But wouldn't that have nothing to do with, with what they did to us? Right, correct. It's not because of what they did to us, which of course is anyway, right? Gauls would try and had to be. But Paro is nevertheless choosing a, a very um, unacceptable choice of behavior as the Melech of enslaving and tormenting Palestro. So it's pretty safe to define Paro as a Russia, as he was known as Paro in Russia. So if Paro is a Russia, although even that Russia Hashem wants to, he should come back, he's trying to bring him back. But Bashir Rusham, before he does the tshuva, he's definitely somebody who we would uh, correctly be misrachic from and um, not have good close feelings towards. He's not yet in that category of being fit for that. And we're talking about a situation where the person has acted towards us in a, uh, you know, disappointing kind of way. It can be very disappointing or it can even be hurtful, um, but not in the way that it categorizes them as a Russia. That's for sure. So we really want to still be able to have good feeling towards that person, not to be rejecting them, while at the same time, um, being exposed to, or being there is sort of the, the, the one with whom that uh, not good choice or not good feeling is in existence. So sound, well, it sounds like what you're saying is, well, they're not hurting me, then like, why do I care that they made a bad choice? <laughs> so they made a bad choice, okay? They're not defined as a Russia by the Torah. So then, okay, there's no reason to, to, be, be, to, to be condemning them. Somebody who has makes a good choice. Ah, Kvaldik, every Dabur type should be celebrated. Every good choice, every good feeling, every, every slightest bit of, 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 of a goodness in a person should be a cause of a great respect in Fashivas and Ava. If he made a a bad choice. Okay, it's a chaval. We feel bad for him. It's unfortunate. It's not grounds for him to be rejected by the Torah. He's not somebody who is someone who you're supposed to distance yourself from. And Elamai hurt me. It didn't hurt me. But it's still not so simple because a real closeness is a product of the two together. Somebody cannot do that by themselves. It needs to be a team effort, as we know, in the most important relationships. So if somebody's not doing their part, they are not being the good friend towards me. I mean, let's not forget, when, it, when, when the Hillel was asked by the Gare to define the Torah with one principle, what did he say? My Dalach Sunni, you know how painful it is that your friend should ignore your word, your request, your need. You know the pain of that relationship that's so valuable to you being sort of like ignored, not respected, or not engaged in. So you know how valuable this is to you, how, how, how cherished it is, how, how good it is, how 
beautiful it is. That's what you should develop towards Hashem through all the aspects of the Torah and not do anything to diminish it or take away from that which Hashem has already given us at the starting point. They're calling us so it's a it's a two it's a it's a product of the two. One person cannot create it by themselves. So in terms of the relationship, there there is bound to be some kind of a feeling of a need from the other person. I don't think it's possible to like to really relate to another person in a way like okay, they're nobody, it's just a prop from Hashem. Like, that's not a real. That's not a. <laughs> I have to have a recognition of their part. If their part is not there, it's bound to be painful. If Hill is using that to define the whole Torah, then. Is not intending to disregard that. In terms of not teaching us, have no care, concern about how your friend feels towards you. It's not just playing upon, utilizing something of weakness. This has to be something that is valid, that is real. Would we say that, that the Torah is saying, I shouldn't feel the pain? I don't think that we would say the Torah say, I shouldn't feel the pain. I shouldn't react in the wrong kind of way. Okay, I guess, you know, there's no way to avoid sort of spelling this out all the way. Because after all, there's no denying that we are supposed to feel that, that, that lack. We're supposed to feel it. Not supposed to be meaningless to us. It's supposed to be very meaningful to us. We almost have to wonder why does Hashem design a person with such sensitivity, such powerful feelings, and, and sort of natural tendency to being hurt by the people that are the most important people? And of course, you can read stories about how, you know, hurt feelings could drive people apart in the most powerful and unfortunate ways. So, it would seem like it's, it's, I can only guess, it's meant to show us how important this is in the human experience. So when, when it's lacking, it's bound to be painful and it's supposed to be painful. So I don't think we could say that the Torah wants us not to feel. And, and what would what would be a motivation for us to try to find a way to sort of bring us better together and closer together if I didn't feel it? And how would how would there really be a real motivation to somehow rectify that or get over that barrier or figure that out? I didn't feel it. I have to feel it. So what is the Torah really saying to us? Not not to feel. The Torah is saying to, saying to us, do not let those feelings go into a direction that results in greater distance. Do not let it go in a direction that causes you to turn away from the person to shut down from them, to, to even to the extent of trying to get back at them, or even just not even like engaging with them. The, the, the Ramban, Ramu talks about, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be shaysek, you shouldn't be quiet and hold it in your heart. So that means that there's the koach, the person that, as a result of that, that pain that's, that's proper to feel, will, will drive him to go away from the person, to, 
shut down from the person. Or in the, in the worst of the case, to the worst case, to try to get back at the person. All from the shame of sticking up for myself. Or what's happening then? I'm going further away. So if it's in terms of the person's own choice, their heart, their, their decision to be close or not, then by definition, what do I want? I want that that should be, that should be good. That, that should be a heart that's close to me. What's the pain over? Just my honor? I wasn't respected? The pain, if, in terms of the person's own choice, not the result of to me. It's what's lacking by them, that I don't have their part of this relationship. So then to turn away from them, to shut down from them, to hold it against them, is only going to worsen that. So it's like, there is such a kind of person. Yeah, we have that power within us that that, that hurts, <clears throat> whether it's the result of the actions or even the, the source of the action could cause me to turn away and to hold it against, and to harbor it and to, to take it in a, in a bad direction and like make it worse. So the Torah is saying, don't, don't let that happen. Keep it under control. Keep it. Don't, don't hard, hold it in your heart. Find a way how to relate to the person to correct it. What does the Rambam mean when the Rambam says, but rather to speak to him and say to him, what is the either or? The Rambam just meant, um, you know, there's a good etza, how to avoid coming to sin. Go to the person and speak to him, and ask him, why did you do this and this to me? And the person will hopefully ask him, realize and ask him, chila, and that will work things out. So it's not an either or. It's not, don't do this, but rather, the Rama should say, the Torah gave you this of sinna, and the Torah also, to help us, gives us a mitzvah to go and speak to the person. But the way that I was presenting it is, do not be shoysek, harbor sinna, be shoysek, like the Maish with Abshalom, wouldn't talk to Amnon out of the sinna, but rather speak to him, rather engage with him, Rather, tell him how, explain to him that you were hurt by this. When you do this, I feel like this, you know, like the, the psychology world teaches us how to talk. Of course, you don't mean anything bad, but when this hat, when you don't take out the garbage, I feel disrespect. <laughs> when you see me carrying heavy package, you don't run to help me. I feel that, you know, you really care about me. <laughs> of course. It's not really true, but that's how I feel. There are ways how to communicate. It doesn't have to be, you know, condemning. But the Rambam is writing it in a simple fashion. But even the Rambam writes, Lama doesn't say, I have a complaint against you that you did this and this. You can write, It's a lesson of a question. Why did you do this? The person himself has to try to figure it out. Taka, why did I do that? I'm not even sure I can know why. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me why I did that. I'm so sorry. So, but it seems like this is the setup. Either I hold it in my heart and, I'm, and, I, and I don't talk to that person, meaning the, the hurt feeling takes me further away, or I engage, or I talk to him, or I speak with him. The Rabbi is also saying he shouldn't hold it in his heart, but rather you should speak to the person. And that's what the Torah is directing us. 
But it's amazing that the Rambam says, and this also, I think, supports the same idea. The Rambam calls it a mitzvah. It would just be like a good etzah, a good advice, how to, how to um, you know, help me not to come to sinna. I don't know if it would be like so simple for this to be an independent mitzvah of the Torah. Like, of course, who are we to know what could be a mitzvah of the Torah? But I don't know how the Rambam, I don't know how we can know how the Rambam knows. But it's quite unusual for it to be a mitzvah of the Torah. It's essentially just the Eitz Taiva, how not to come to a losasa. As the Israel by Rabbi Masay, the Torah didn't give a mitzvah, but he that was for the Chacham to give it, to give the, the, the mitzvah, the Yetzirah, how to make sure we don't have any Chacham on Pesach. So if the, if the Torah cares about the sinners, asking the sinner. And this is the good advice. Okay, so good advice. But the Ram is writing it like, it's the contrast, it's the flip side. It's, it's this or this. It's the falling into the Losase or a mitzvah under those conditions. When that challenge arises, when that challenge arises, rather than shutting down, turning away, turn towards the person, speak to him, ask him, make shalom with him. If he will ask Mechila, he will himself bring himself closer to me. So then, this is a, this is a better approach to take. This, this, this is an approach that's worthy of being given as a mitzvah of the Torah. When, when that challenge arises, turn towards the person, speak to him. Not just a way how to help me not to come to Sinra. It's, oh, it's a choice of one or the other. Either I turn away or I turn towards him. That's what it looks like. So then, that hurt feeling needs to be felt, but it can be addressed. It doesn't have to be a cause of my turning away from the person. In fact, the hurt feeling shows me that that relationship is valuable to me. Why do I care that that person made not a good choice towards me? Because my relationship with him is important to me. Because with someone I have no relationship with, okay, maybe that's not relevant. Then, then his choice is not going to be meaningful. Where his choice is meaningful, it's only because there is a relationship or a hoped-for good relationship. So then that, that pain can teach me, oh, this is it's important to me that we should be close to each other. Let me try to find a way to bring us back. Let me try to find a way to help him come back to me. And it's very interesting how the Rambam connects this to the mitzvah of Tochacha in general, which is for all mitzvahs, where I should speak to the person, I want to help him, he should know, I want everything good for him. So here, it involves me. But it doesn't just involve me, it involves us. It's not just for him because he has a mitzvah to ask Mechila. It's for him to also be the beneficiary of this. Right now he's turning away. He, he did something that was hurtful. It's, it's, of course, it was a bad choice on his part. It was a wrong thing to do on his part. But more than that, he's, he's taking himself away. I want him to have that as well. I want him to sense in that. Not just, I need, a, I need an answer. I need a mechila. I need repair. <clears throat> I want him to also have the benefit of that asking Mechila, of that coming back. So that can also be communicated. I don't know what else the Rambam could mean when he, when he says that both when you're speaking to somebody about his own mitzvah observance and when it's a matter of the two of us. It should be in the same manner of a show that I care about. How does, how does this relationship involve my caring about it? has to be, yes, I care for him also to have it, not to damage it, not to lessen it, not to make it more difficult. So the only way is if I help him to realize that there was something that 
was a mistake. Now, it's true that there's always the possibility that maybe I misunderstood the situation. And the Ramban, the Cheskuni, the Rachayim, they all talk about that. That it could be something that I'm not even aware of, that I misunderstood completely. Really, there was no harm done, no, nothing intended, nothing done. So we should also have the openness for that. The Rambam doesn't utilize that. Rambam just says, if the person asks Mechila, I should be generous to give them Mechila. Of course, because that's the whole goal of it. But, you know, it shouldn't be too demanding of him in his pleading for Mechila. If he's sincere, should accept the, the request. So I think this, this helps to answer another question that was bothering me of what does it mean when the Rambam and the Rabbana are writing that you shouldn't hate the person, but rather you should speak to him. But according to Sefer Achinuch, how could you possibly hate the person? It's everything is from Hashem. So what does it mean? Don't hate him, but rather speak to him. Does that mean that if, if I don't employ this method of speaking to him, he doesn't ask for Mechila, then, then, then it's okay to hate him, or then I for sure will hate him? What about uh, What about the Sefer Achinuch? I can see why you need to say for Achinichas some situations where somebody who I can't talk to or I don't have a relationship with, although he does include a case where there is a relationship, so somehow maybe be saying exactly the same thing. But the, but the say for Achinichas concept of the Muna that everything is from Hashem, no one is arguing with that. So what do the Rishonim mean when they say, don't hate him, but rather speak to him about it? Don't hold it in your heart and not talk to him, but rather speak to him. Well, but but they wouldn't be sinner anyway. Does anybody hear that question? Okay, great. <laughs> One more time. The way throughout the Rambam and the Rambam is going to present it. It seems to be a choice of two approaches. One is hating him in my heart, not talking to him, or engaging with him, speaking to him, and coming to Shalom through that good communication. But according to the Sefer Achinuch, there shouldn't be sinner anyway, because the person is not hurting me. And I'm a little bit afraid to say that, well, the sinner could still come from their bad choice. I don't know if I want to answer it that way. But I think you could answer it that, of course, there is the, the place for Amuna. But even in the basic reaction to that experience, there can be two ways that a person reacts to it, even of his own feelings. I was hurt by somebody. There could be the one approach to take to that, to that experience of turning away from the person. Even inside the relationship before, so it's almost like the moon is premature. How do I know what's going to be over here? Maybe I can work it out with him. To say like, okay, he hurt me and I don't hate, I don't, I don't hate him, but, but I don't do with it. That's not good. So it's almost like I didn't do my ishtadlis yet. I didn't engage in the situation yet. I didn't give him a chance to even realize and ask Mechila and come back and maybe become closer as a result yet. So there are like two roads, even in the, the most basic human reaction to this. There's one kind of reaction of turning away, of not talking, of holding it in my heart negatively. The other way is not to go that way, but rather to that it should be a spark of turning to the person, not just to avoid the bad results. Well, there's a need here for this to be addressed, for us to sort of come back together. We need to help him to come back. So that could be the reaction. The, even the hurt feeling could be channeled towards trying to repair it, trying to speak to him. Of course, being open to explanation. Maybe really there was there was there was nothing wrong in his part. 
But even if there was, he could ask Mechila. He could he could be He could bring himself closer to me by by sincerely apologizing and by my showing that I understand it and I can forgive it. So that same experience could be responded to in a positive way. So that's what's being described perhaps by the Rishayim, that this should not be, uh, I should not react to it in the way of turning away. Not just that it shouldn't end up with sin. I shouldn't respond by turning away, being quiet, holding it in my heart against it. I should respond by trying to speak to him, trying to interact with him, trying to work it out together. By showing him that I could accept his mechila, and I, I believe that there could be, you know, such a, a a natural human failure that does not passel everything, doesn't ruin everything. So we need to know that we have that choice, even when we are hurt by somebody, in a very valid kind of way. Not to be sort of overwhelmed by that to realize this could be an opportunity, this could be a vehicle. Yes, a barrier has been set up. If it will be overcome, it will bring me closer. Like the morale that we saw recently. That when there's a barrier and I overcome that, it brings me closer to the person. It shows how close I am that I overcame that barrier. So this, this hurt is a potential barrier. If it's overcome through sincere communication, then it will bring greater closeness. <sighs> okay. My feeling is there's a lot to think about here. <laughs> I, I'm not suggesting that I have it all figured out yet. But this is what's like, sit, it sounds like it's striking. Go ahead, go ahead. So if I'm correct, just the, or if I'm not correct, let me know. But it yes. seems like the, the starting point is, is that it can't be that we don't have an emotional response because then that's going to affect how we respond positively when somebody does a positive thing. So therefore, we can't just say that everything, yeah. And also, even its own right, it's 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 only correct and human and and, and, and valid and truthful that we have that response. Okay, and so the next step then would be is, is then how do we apply it to a negative interaction? And the would be it would be that it's a justified feeling to have a negative reaction. However, once you turn that into an opportunity for something positive. Um, but Luyitsur, you wouldn't have a relationship with the person. Um, let's just say that um, it's a person that you had a, a short encounter with, and there's no need to have the further relationship. So then you could apply the Sefer Achinuk's idea, which is don't let it hurt you because everything's from Hashem. Right, correct. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Okay, any, any, any other uh, reaction of any sort? Yes, interview, go ahead. How would we know if something like requires communication versus like something we're just mocked on or something we have to accept or a me that we should work on versus the, being on the other person? Um, that's a good question. I, the way I understand the question is, maybe there can be some times where we are like more sensitive than the norm about something. Um, now, it's really fine to bring that to somebody's attention, that this action, reaction, interaction is one that is hard for me. Even if like, uh, you know, I'm a, so the Yotz in a cloud in that regard, and I would appreciate your being sensitive to that. 
in my life, it's very important that I stay at the Shabbos table and don't go off and sit down somewhere else from the table. And she has communicated that to me, and uh, Baruch Hashem, things have gotten a little better. <laughs> I don't know if it's perfect yet, but you know, so does it really matter if that is um, something that's universal or if it's individual? It doesn't really matter. That's something that's important to her, and you know that should be that can that that should be respected if possible. Um, but I wouldn't know if you know she wouldn't share that. So let's say in a situation where I know I do have an extreme sensitivity. So then. If the other person can be accommodating, then it's okay to give them that opportunity. And we can appreciate it very much. But at the same time, it's okay for us to be aware we might need some good impact, you know, to sort of sound it out with somebody that we know and trust to get a sense, is this within the, you know, typical range of most people? Like the same Rechinoch is describing, most people want to take the comma. <laughs> somebody took the comma from me. Should I hold it against them? <laughs> So say will tell us, well, that's what most people do. So you can try to be forgiving. Um, doesn't make them a Russian Marusha. They're just being a natural human. Unfortunately, it's not so good. But so something that is, you know, on my part, maybe extreme sensitivity, that I should try to be sort of more forgiving. Um, if if the person can't ca- accommodate so easily. And if it's something that I can't really speak to them about, and then I so easily, you know, and I know that it is unique, yet it's like more upon me. So we might need to get some help with that to know whether our sensitivity is within the, uh, the modern day typical range, or whether maybe it's something more unique, personal. How does that sound? If that's not helpful, you can let me know anytime. <laughs> okay, I think we have time for, for, for one for one more uh, thought if anybody wants to share. Otherwise, it's okay to pause. Okay. So I guess we'll pause here. And like I always say, any uh, reaction and uh, inputs is most welcome anytime. You know how to reach me. 917-297-2629. Okay, have a very good day. Thank you very much. It's always the amazing thing when the session takes on life of its own uh, other than you may have otherwise expected. That's a kind of <laughs> okay, very good night. Night, Rabbi. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Thank you for being with us. So, thank you. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how to close this up, but somebody does. Thank you. <laughs>